Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Oh, what a lovely summer break we've had, and it's a really good thing nothing has happened in professional wrestling since we recorded our last podcast. Nope, nothing at all. We're doing WWE Monday Night Raw. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, do you want to talk about it a bit? We can do some prefacing, I think. I mean... Obviously, we've been gone for the last uh, sort of six to eight weeks because, you know, it's a summer break. Uh, yeah. Real life stuff's got in the way. I've, um, in my shoot job, I presented in front of thousands of accountants interviewing a one below the head of HMRC. Let me tell you a fun story when you fraternize of HMRC. It was really good. Session went really well. And I jokingly said during the show, I said, hey, we'll go and get ice cream after this because obviously my employer likes all this really quirky stuff. And she was like, okay. And after the interview panel session, she was like, oh, shall we go and get that ice cream? And I was like, absolutely, HMRC. I'm married, I'm married, I'm married. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do anything for this job. (laughs) But I went over. My colleague came as well, because we we run sort of parallel tracks in what we do at at my shoot job. And she came back with these ice creams. I take the first lick of my ice cream, and the whole ice cream thing falls out. So I catch it with my left (laughs) hand. But I catch it with my left hand and try and like, like alley oop it back into the cone. Miss. <laughs> Did you throw it behind your back into the cone? <laughs> worse. I went over the cone, splattered into my t shirt I was wearing. Didn't realize it left a massive ice cream mark. Grabbed it with my right hand and just stuck it back on the cone before anyone noticed. Let's Brilliant. Go. Great conversation, made really good progress until the end. She went to reach out her hand to shake my hand. This was the day after the 41 degree day in London. It's still bloody hot. I'm like, shit, my hands are sticky with passion fruit ice cream. How am I going to get around this? I can't shake the hand of the director general of HMRC for transformation. And I just held out my index finger and my middle finger in the worst (laughs) handshake ever. Like a newborn baby. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for coming to my conference. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Fuck me. So we've, we've had that. Obviously, we've had, um, the world go to shit because no one mm. can afford to do anything. Um, yeah, 180% bills. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Vince McMahon, he loves, he loves, uh, he loves an okay, NDA. Uh, okay, so we have been saying for how long have we been doing this podcast? It's our, it's our anniversary, by the way. Hello. It's like year three, I think. Uh, more than year three. Year four, five. I've really lost track. I'm not very good with time. <laughs> <laughs> it was our birthday like a month ago i think it was on my nose at some point but whatever no, i think we mentioned um, it i think we mentioned it on the pod because i remember coach wicked messaged me and went happy birth happy anniversary oh okay um uh, yep <laughs> <laughs> not good with time or memory or dates or anything like that i can't even remember what i was talking about um oh yeah we've been saying for many many years privately and now publicly mincer man is a giant cunt isn't it nice to feel you know affirmed that your opinion was correct the entire time don't let these childhood heroes ruin it but here's the thing right so again in, in shoot job it's amazing how many people in the company i work for and grant you know there are several thousand people who work there how many people I speak to wearing wrestling t-shirts on calls and they start talking to me about wrestling? There was oh, a chap nice. who spoke to me on Friday and was like, oh yeah, I see you wearing a scene. Oh, I used to like wrestling, CM Punk, blah, 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 blah. And I was, I was like, oh yeah, I see, um, I hear Triple H is uh, in charge now. Oh, 
Never thought Vince Mann would ever leave back in the Attitude Era days. Oh, yeah, he's an absolute <laughs> icon. I'm so glad what he did. We should all be really grateful. I was like, do you realize that um, Vince isn't there anymore <laughs> because... And he was like, oh, shit. And then his guy just looked at me and went, huh, next you'll be telling me Hulk Hogan's a wrong un. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, can I tell you a story about, you've got to be careful, brothers. You never know when they're mm. recording you. Fucking hell, man. Welcome to the world of wrestling. Isn't it amazing? Oh, man. Brett was right to lamp him all those years ago. Fucking A, brother. Fucking A. But with that in mind, oh, yeah, yeah, segue time. Go, go. <laughs> yeah? Do you want to talk more shit or should we go with this? No, well, I, I was going to say, you know, we're, we're looking back in this wonderful time period of of new gen. I just wanted to like get your feel for it now, and I think I know the answer. So when we've been back and looked at the Attitude Era, we've looked at it and gone, ah, we probably shouldn't come back and revisit the Attitude Era too often because <laughs> it's going to remove the nice, fluffy, warm memories we have. Yeah. To me, and I know we've had a couple of iffy shows on this run, new gen is so, it's easily the best period of time in WWE history. I've been thinking a lot about why that is uh, and why people badmouth it so much. Um, I think they badmouth it so much time just because the business wasn't making money and most people haven't watched it. So they just assume wasn't making money pre-attitude era where they did make fuck loads of money must have been awful it's not it's really fucking good and i think the reason it's so good and the reason i'm struggling with AEW right now and i'm quite enjoying triple h's wwe is there's a reduced size roster i think this is immensely important to pro wrestling you latch on to people, you follow their narratives, you care about their matches. Like it couldn't be a simple form, a more simple formula. And I, I think that's why I love it so much. Like who's in the main event scene tax in the, on this, in this time period in WWF? We've got Brett, Sid, Taker, Vader, HBK. Yeah. Okay. Who's the mid card? We've got Farouk, Ahmed. How many cues? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Farouk and on. Yeah. Farouk and on. <laughs> Soon to be D'Lo. Um, yeah. Al Snow, Leaf yeah. Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's easy. We're seeing the same player. Owen, you know, it's Owen Triple H just rockets. Exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, we've got stories coming up. We've had stories going up. We've got feuds. We've got tag teams. We've got women out there. It's like, it's, it's not very good for the women. Let's be honest about it. But We've it, got two women out there with and yeah. four things out there. <laughs> but the point being is that you know what narratives you're following, right? Who's the main event scene in AEW right now, Tax? Uh, MJF. <laughs> I wish it was MJF. But like, you know who it is. It's, it's punk, it's mocks, it's people like that. But there's not a definitive set of like, these are the guys we're using for the next three years. Fletcher and it's, Davis. So Aussie Open. Yeah, They're the main Aussie event. Fucking awesome, man. Oh my God, that sixth man tag this week with, um, yep. The Five fantastic <laughs> wrestlers and Will Ospreay. <laughs> Nah, he's just the best. Holy shit, is he amazing? I cannot wait for Omega. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're doing WF Monday Night Raw 197 uh, from the 17th of February 1997. Uh, we are in Nashville, Tennessee, bar in the Nashville Arena. Uh, we're live on USA Network. This is a 2.1, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, we both watch this on the WWE Network. I'm assuming we did, and cool on the same day. WCW were in action live on TNT. 
they were coming from the Florida State Fairgrounds. Sounds like really Ooh. early NWA sort of arena, that. It does. You imagine like, you know, a little stable with like sawdust on the ground and such. Let me read you the results so you know what's happening in Nitro. Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Super Callow in six minutes. The greatest Any... NFL transition footballer, Steve McMichael, defeated yeah, Mongo. Hugh Morris. Yeah. Dean Malenko defeated Robbie Brookside to retain the cruiser belt. Yeah, Public- let's go. I bet that was good. <laughs> Two minutes, 54 seconds. <laughs> oh, shame. Uh, Public Enemy, everyone's favorite. I bet, Johnny- it was the, I bet it was the best two minutes 35 <laughs> yeah. on the show. Three oh. rest holds and a pin. Yeah, probably. Public Enemy defeated the amazing French Canadians of Jacques Rougeau and Carl Houlet with Colonel Robert Parker. Prince Iakea defeated Lord Stephen Regal to win the WCW TV title. Hmm. Uh, a 43-second match next, Rich. Randy Anderson defeated Nick Patrick. Oh, the refs? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, what can you say? This is the weirdest card. Benoit with Woman defeated Roadblock. Roadblock? That's I think that was a pay-per-view. ECW roadblock. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what's sure? It, Isn't this, that ECW's um, Amish guy, Roadblock? Uh, no, that's Roadkill. Yeah, I think they changed his name to Roadblock, didn't they? No, because this, this is the guy who played um, the mummy uh, in WCW. The Yeti? <laughs> no, the mummy, not the Yeti. <laughs> There's only one mummy in WCW, and his name is the Yeti. <laughs> the Yeti. Everyone loves a horse, the Yeti. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, Kevin Sullivan with Jackie and Jimmy Hart defeated Doc Dean. Get this for a six minute and four second match. Would have been great to watch. Eddie Guerrero defeated Conan by disqualification to retain the US title. Cool. Um, The Giant defeated Top Gun and Johnny Swinger in a two on one handicap match. And your main event saw Chris Jericho defeat Jeff Jarrett in two minutes and 30 seconds. That is a awful fucking sounding card. It wasn't great. However, it's probably a bit better Talk than about it- bloated rosters, by the way. That's that's They're fucking huge. messy. Yeah, really messy. However, on ECW Hardcore TV the following night, Taz defeated Scott Taylor. The Sandman defeated Devon Dudley. Is that it? That's all they is, yeah. Okay. Probably plenty of good storytelling on that show, but mm, wrestling. So again. <laughs> We don't have, I mean, I assume there'll be like NWO promos because none of them wanted to work during this time. So, yeah, 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 but you're looking at that card of Nitro. We've had a title change. Great. Prince Iakea, Regal will be good. Malenko, Ruby Brookside for a few minutes. That'll be good. Rey Mysterio opening a card. Marvellous. We love it. There's nothing on there that screams out big name at that time, is there? True. Yeah. Whereas this match, we get three fucking title matches. <laughs> this is maybe my favorite gimmick of any show we've watched so far. That we're just going to like constantly try and have the title match, but it just doesn't happen all the time. Like, oh, it's such a silly idea. But great you way to imagine, keep people like, interested. Yeah, sure, man. You want to, to tune into the beginning of the show to see the title match. But yeah, you don't deliver it till the end of the show. Like, you have to keep watching, right? One of these days when, like, you know, I'd be watching both Nitro and Raw at the same time, I'd definitely be switching back more to Raw, those two sounding cards. So the other thing that got me of this show, so as we said, yeah. we, we're going to start off with the title match. 
We mm-hmm. saw it on our last podcast. Go back, listen to it in our archives, wordofwrestlingpodcast.com. We're going to start off the show with Sid versus our new WWF champion, Bret Hart. But even before that match gets started, they turn around and go, oh, and the winner of this match is going to face The Undertaker in the main event of WrestleMania. Hang what on What was that about? Yeah. <laughs> he lost. He lost last night, guys. So the only... Th- I say logical. The only thing I've come up with of why he's the one to go to Mania to challenge is he was the last one to be eliminated by by Brett. He was the one who sucked the pinfall. Nah, <laughs> it doesn't matter who eliminated last. Because I, I think the idea was that they had that complex finish where, you know, one goes over the shoulder and the other one and Brett knocks them off the apron, but they fucked it up at the pay-per-view. So I think there was meant to be some logic behind why maybe Taker would be the rightful winner like a repeat of when Austin technically got eliminated, but then comes back to take out Brett at the Rumble. Yeah, but they've but they they fucked that. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're just like, ah, fuck it. The winner of this match will face The Undertaker at WrestleMania 13, which has been completely not established at all across the however many weeks we've done now. Oh, in fairness, though, you can clearly tell they're clutching at straws. You know, we've, we're only four days maybe five days removed from HBK walking out. Yeah. Thursday Raw Thursday. It feels like a lifetime ago. Probably because we recorded it so long ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it really is. It's like one week at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Even less than that. Yeah. So a Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah four days. Four days yeah, away. Nice. So this is them basically going, shit, we've got basically a month to sort out our Mania card. Who do we know will be all right? Put Taker in the main event against either Brett or Sid. That'll do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the trump card. It's We don't know what to do. Sean's fucking us around. Brett's probably being a little bit of a bitch because this whole situation, but we've put the title on Brett because we think it's the right thing to do. What should we do at WrestleMania? Um, Brett Austin for the belt? Nah. Brett Taker for the belt? Yeah, maybe, but you know what we could do, Tax? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what we'll find out. <laughs> so JR welcomes us to the show. Uh, no Vince on commentary, by the way. We're just down to Lawler and Ross at this point, which is a shame. Uh, JR is good on this show, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Lawler is still kind of a bit intolerable. I find him distracting more than entertaining. He doesn't work well without Vince. Yeah, at this which is stage. weird because I mean, like you know, my whole childhood is growing up with these two on commentary. But this is early doors, isn't it? This is the first time they've not one of the first few shows where they haven't had Vince on the on headsets for the show. Mm. You know, we had it at the pay per view. There was no Vince. Yeah. Is this the end? Is this the end of Vince on commentary? I think so. I don't. I don't think he's going to come back. But I guarantee the next episode we look at after the ECW invasion would be like, oh, Vince is back on comms. Yeah. Oh, he has to be because ho- he holds back. Um, he holds back Lawler during some of the ECW skits, doesn't he? When he Lawler and Heyman try to fight each other. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's a horrible, vicious sexual abuser, but he's got all right in commentary. <laughs> Which one am I talking about? Who knows? <laughs> Hang on. He is all of those things, but at least he pays. <laughs> <laughs> 20 million, apparently. So uh, JR welcomes us to the show. He talks immensely fast it sounds like hello again everybody welcome to monday night raw we're live two hours tonight from the beautiful nashville arena it's astonishing hearing jr that we know nowadays compared to this jr in 97 it's it's a completely different person 
all I'm looking forward to is if anyone listens to this podcast like double speed, just to say they've listened to it and just hear what you just did there. <laughs> Quad speed, my intro, you know, JR's intro. Uh, so Finn introduces Psycho Sid. He's already on his way to the ring because he's a big old jobber. Uh, Sid looks terrifying, you know, looks, not sounds, but looks terrifying. Proper main eventer in yeah. that, that time period. Even now, everyone talks about this airport test, which is like, Rightly so. If you saw something like that walking through an airport, you'd be like, fuck me. I'm not going to queue jump him. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. J- JR tells us that Brett became the champ 24 hours ago. As we've rightly said, it was at the pay-per-view last night that we've done on the archives. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, but before the bell can ring, we get run in by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Goes after Brett. Austin takes out Sidney. Brett takes out Austin. Sid goes... Leave me alone! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> He's selling. It's it's amazing. Sid's it's the most. He's basically crying on the floor. It's like I've lost my title opportunity because of this terribly executed <laughs> chunk block. This is the first time I found Sid really, really entertaining. Like he's had a couple of all right matches with Brett and uh, Sean, but this is the bit when I'm like, oh, this is what I wanted from Sid. <laughs> like awful, like Lex Luger style selling. It. I mean. <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that. It was, oh, was so good. The, the, the hitting of the mat was essentially like terrible, like mock theatrical act of, no, she's dead. No, <laughs> take me, not her. And that's the level of acting Sid was giving out. Yeah, screaming. What are you going to do? Like you're in a wrestling ring. You've had your knee taken out. You're like, oh, my knee, like nothing like that. You just go, leave me alone. <laughs> so great selling. <laughs> so the agents the stars of the show uh come to take austin to the back uh sid and brett kind of face off sid with the big knee cell uh sid clearly goes he fucking hit me in my heart in my leg (laughs) (laughs) it's eight o'clock on monday evening mate you can't say fucking directly in front of the camera and then brett looks and went hey you think that's bad i once had someone try and kick a leg out from under my leg yeah his leg man kicked his leg from under his leg I love Owen so much. I've been watching a bit of Owen this week. Not just on this, like as in like on the network. Just in general. Oh man. I I was listening to um because uh something to wrestle with did an episode of like ninety four and ninety five of Bret Hart and they started yeah. talking about the So why didn't we go in the why didn't uh, like Comrade to Bruce Pritch was like, why didn't you go with the angle of Brett versus Owen for the belt at WrestleMania eleven? Why didn't you do that? Was it ever a thought? And like Bruce Pritchard was like, Yeah, I mean, for a little there was some talk, like for a very <laughs> short, but no, it was never the plan. We always thought that the gimmick for Owen was he should never win the belt, he should never be able to beat Brett for it. It's like, oh, that's how you don't create stars. Uh, yeah. He just there's some people that just get it, man. Like, you know, you watch them do a lock up and you're like, okay, I get it it's it's uh, they're just the best and owen was right up there anyway so um you know we've got this really important wf title match stuff going on the match hasn't started brett's in the ring sid's in the ring austin's been dragged to the back sid's selling and what do we cut to we cut to a fucking video package of retired sean fucking michaels <laughs> from thursday raw thursday raw losing his fucking smile i'm like guys 
what, what? No, we've crowned a new champion. We've got stories going on. Why are we still talking about Sean? I've got the reason. I, I, I think I normally when I say, oh, I've got the reason, it's a funny joke. I, I've sort of worked it out. So obviously most people, they're going to watch TV by you know regularity. So they're used to watching everything on a Monday night. They may have not, with the lack of superb internet or smart fans that we have today, realized that Raw was not on Monday that week. They probably went, oh, Raw's not on. Oh, okay. <laughs> they came okay. to watch it on Monday night. So obviously the whole idea is, if you've just tuned in, they've gone, Brett won the belt at the pay-per-view. Did he beat Sean? Brett beat Sean on a pay-per-view. Fuck me. I'm going to go and reorder that. And then je- then they show this video and they go, oh, I'm not going to spend 50 bucks. Brett didn't beat Sean. Sean beat Sean. Sure. So what do you think this is them making sure that we know no no he didn't beat sean sean's much better than brett yeah that's i well partly for you know if you didn't realize we're on thursday night you're fucking stupid we must have advertised it steve austin said (laughs) thursdays were his favorite night (laughs) (laughs) the advertising for the past like three months has just been we're gonna have a roar on thursday thursday raw day thursday thursday raw they fucking tried dude like (laughs) it's been nuts but, you know, I don't want to offend any of our regular listeners. Which, you know, what audience are they catering for? Where are they based? I thought you were talking about us for a second. I'd be oh, like, God, no, no one. No. Literally no one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that's the, there's, that's the reason they may have been done. Other than Vince just going, Sean, please come back and save my WrestleMania. Uh, so I know statistically what our audience is. But what do you think our average listener is like? Lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Not the answer I expected. That was great. And by the way, listener, if you are are lonely, (laughs) what better way to snuggle up this awesome with a lovely World of Wrestling Podcast hoodie? Just search for World of Wrestling Podcast on Amazon.co.uk. We've got some new merch on the way, by the way. So if you are lonely, give us your money. (laughs) Don't pay your... I mean, electricity bills are going to be expensive. Don't spend money on that. Buy a hoodie and 17 blankets and maybe some cheap soup. Here's a hot tip. If you're with Octopus Energy, you can literally call them up, tell them any figure you want to pay monthly, and they'll go, yeah, all right. (laughs) This is a decree they've had from the top. I literally called them up and went can I pay half what I'm paying every month for like the rest of my existence? And they went, yep, that's fine. <laughs> so there you go. Here's a hot tip. Exactly. Like, at least the octopus like CEOs turned around and gone, this is fucking stupid. And I think, as you said, like, that's the decree down from the top of the, um, like the GM of octopus. And he's gone like, the government are going to end up having to bail us out anyway. So we might as well start racking up the cost card now. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And for them, your money. Well, exactly. And for them, it's a case of, you know, we'll we'll get some money in. That'll help with our cash flow rather than people going, nope, not paying. Not doing yeah, it. Yeah, fucking A. Because that's yeah, when everyone will go bust. Yep. It's going to happen anyway, but it's all good. Uh, you know, put your, put your ma- what's that magical bond that you put your money on? Premium bonds? If the country bonds? goes bankrupt, you make loads of money? Oh, God. I wrote, I wrote it down. What, what's it called? Hold on. 
Bitcoin finances. <laughs> no, that's the opposite. If we all crash, Bitcoin is the first thing to go. Credit default swap. There you go. I wrote it down because I was going to buy some. <laughs> I'll bank along with Resmog, whatever his fucking name is, to bank on the, the destruction of our country. Anyway, so final four recap. Photos of Vader's smashed up face from the pay-per-view. Also, the retelling of history. Did you catch this? <laughs> yeah, so Were good. Were they like yeah no undertaker or brett it just it was a dodgy finish and brett cheated to win or something you're like no <laughs> they, they fucked up that finish and brett cleanly took taker over the top by himself but don't let the truth get in the way of a booking conundrum yeah exactly so after what feels like quite a long time since we left Sid and Brett in the ring, we cut back. Uh, Kevin Kelly is backstage in the rock locker room with Psycho Sid. And he cuts a promo, doesn't he, Tax? He, it's, he certainly shouts. Shall we try and do this? We'll do it a pod remotely this time, in case you haven't guessed. Should we try and do the gimmick or we do Sid's promo, but across the internet? It's going to be a disaster. It's going to go badly, so let's do it. Okay, so Sid says, rah, 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 rah. He whispers through gritted teeth. Okay, back to the king at ringside. (laughs) I caught one line from this. Like, honestly, I tried so hard listening to what he was saying. He says at the end, through gritted teeth, I'll say it normally so you can hear it. Sid is the master and ruler of the world. (laughs) <laughs> well that's the gimmick that's the, that's on the t-shirt so he's got to get that one out but cool. when said through gritted teeth it sounds like this <laughs> basically it sounds just like me after i had one of my teeth extracted three weeks ago yes <laughs> identical like unbelievably close so i mean said fucking hell what a disaster what a promo um, <laughs> we come back from an ad break to a man playing guitar and blowing some raspberries and we're like okay this is weird Elias. what's going on <laughs> so uh we get the actual opening match you know like the real ira not the rubbish normal ira fucking the real hell <laughs> i don't know why i find things funny like that <laughs> I'm I, I'm not even touching that one. It's amazing the things that I will go and follow up with, but that no, no, no. Wait, which are the ones that almost got Thatcher? Was it the real IRA or the shitty not real IRA? <laughs> you mean retribution? <laughs> <laughs> so it's Mark Mero with it's like I'm wearing nothing at all, Sable <laughs> versus Savio Vega with. Clarence Mason, obviously, he's in every fucking match at some point. Crush, JC Ice, and Wolfie D. We are the nation of Dominatrix. Boom, da bum, bum, yeah. Bum. Is this their new gimmick? Like, you know, Flash Funk comes out with like a couple of ladies and a bit of leather. And they're like, I want to be part of the crew. <laughs> we had Dominatrix into our spunk. You know, civil what? rights opinions. <laughs> Vince's new creation. We're going to call him Flash Spunk. <laughs> this is why you're wrestling you it's so quick i'm, so, so, I'm glad the speed impresses you it doesn't my wife oh 
Oh, God. Uh, so Sable is a bit of a nasty heel suddenly, Dax. She's such a bitch. Yeah. What a bitch. And just when you thought like she was slapping about Triple H a few episodes ago, it's like, yeah, yeah, fighting the good fight for the common man. Hang right. on a minute. Did you, you lose all of your luggage at the airport? It seems like you're wearing something inappropriate. Welcome to the Attitude Era. Fucking hell. <sighs> so Poopy D and Licker Rice do some rapping. <laughs> Um, is that racist? I don't know. Uh, we are the nation, live and in colour. Don't diss the man because we both rush your mother. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. It's for real, not playing. Snoopy is the pencil. Time you start praying. <laughs> this is why Max Caster does so well. Because at least his... Uh, the, oh, his ability to write <laughs> rims is pretty good. Sure. I swear to God, he says Snoopy is the pencil at one point. What would that? I mean, ah, these guys are fucking amazing. Every single week I get a laugh out of them. And Ahmed Johnson, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, well, is he? Mm. Uh, challenge. Can you make up a rap intro for me about me? How long? Uh, just a couple of lines. Um, mm. Tax Williams is the pencil. Rich is the man. We're going into debt. All we can eat is tinned ham. <laughs> Let's go. He's got bars. Let's go. Very brup, impressive. Brup, brup. La, 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 la. It's the one Listen. and only Tax Williams. <laughs> My favorite thing about any AEW show right now is when the acclaim come out and JR goes, <laughs> like yeah. he's a gangster it's so fucking great jr is fucking a pain to listen to in commentary at the moment but that's like the one things i really enjoy um anyway wrestling savio vega ain't letting little fake little richard get any shine to the start of this match <laughs> fuck no <laughs> well he's in the nation now he's got to be violent mate every single match has the same format at this time period apart from when savio's in the ring and he's like if it's anyone's slightest bit inferior he's like no shine for you <laughs> <laughs> just starts beating the shit out of them to start the match. Also, it's nice to see that they've got Farouk is um he can't put get front row tickets. Farouk's in the nosebleeds because <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's good that they've taken him away from ringside because he's not a licensed manager, obviously. Well, exactly. Like Crush, who did his all, exam. All, yeah, all these other cunts are ringside, <laughs> they're fine. But like, you know, Farouk. Too many cues in his name. It's not right. Exactly. No one could spell it on the application form. <laughs> So uh, one of the rappers, whichever one it was, um, gets kicked by Sable and sells it like death. And maybe one of the best things we've seen on the show so far. Great selling. He's, he went to the school of Sid Vicious training. Oh, yeah. He, he threw, threw himself out the ring into the side bumps and stands up and starts screaming and holding his head like he's dead. Oh, man. Wrestling. It's fun, isn't it? sable just always putting down the man always put down by these blonde white bitches <laughs> fucking a but but she's such a bitch tax she's such a cow bag i mean boo yeah, what, but hang what, on what a bitch a Quick blonde question. woman oh what a cunt she's a horrible bitchy heel such a bitch yeah. but savio vega is a <laughs> what heel. a bitch fucking savio <laughs> sorry i'll stop <laughs> <laughs> but she's supposed to be a heel yeah. With a face-ish wrestler attacking another yeah. heel. Yeah. Cross the line, TNA. 
It is a little bit, isn't it? So the nation chased the white girl into the ring. And you're like, uh, <laughs> which is enough for the ref to call for the bell. Vince Brilliant. McMahon signed over a three million NDA. <laughs> yeah, fucking a. Uh, the ref is, who gives a fuck? JR goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is this JR? <laughs> he was trying to be like Wolfie D. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Here I come. My name is JR. I like eating you and I'll take off your bra. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Just really getting into the Sable gimmick. <laughs> Here I am. Here I am. My name is JR. I shoot like Patrick Ewan, but driving my car. <laughs> oh. Words. To your mothers you just broke up to me and oh discord failed your rap was it good well <laughs> let's see if you do the edit to see if it comes in and we're allow it <laughs> okay uh yeah say in the comments whether you liked his rap or not because we have comments on our podcast um here comes ahmed in a pink velour shell suit <laughs> mm, what an outfit well, where do you buy something like this um the gap I mean, if anyone should know, it should probably be you. I've seen your wrestling photos. Ah, the Chinese tat emporium. Ah, sure. So Ahmed chases off the nation boys with a plank of wood because Ahmed doesn't care about civil rights tax. What a bitch. Or gimmicks. Hacksaw Jim Duggan wants his back. Fucking A. He's in WCW now, so he doesn't exist anymore, right? But he still has a two by four and an American flag. So Ahmed's not even loyal to his nation either? Only one nation of domination i think ahmed's uh the true heel in this situation he really is yeah doesn't care about civil rights doesn't care about his nation stealing other people's wood <laughs> wearing back clothes <laughs> i don't know where are we going with this <laughs> i hate it when another man doesn't care about my wood yeah fucking a. um that was a thing i'm not sure we but, can call it but a match. it progresses the nation and Ahmed Johnson. He's back. So that's good. We're setting, we're going for that mania match. We've, oh, be, God, we've been building to it. it for months and we should, in theory, at this stage, I'm thinking, great, we're going to get this at mania 13. Finally, we're going to get the payoff for this long, complex story. Yeah. Apart from the whole main event scene, this is probably the longest running one-on-one, you know, um, well, Farouk and Ahmed, obviously. Um, feud, I would say. Definitely. And it's also yeah, it's been, been going on for years, like a year now. The most uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really weird at times. I like, call him an Uncle Tom and stuff. It's like it's it's genuinely a bit like eesh, don't know about yeah. that. I mean, we're mocking it because of the whole, you know, we're twads. <laughs> like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's funny. Uh so the shittest rocket ever, Al Snow, gets his usual jobber entrance, just being in the ring. <laughs> Oh, hang on, sorry, I might have misadjusted my oh. um, my notes. Isn't there a little bit of Brett here, or have I accidentally cut and paste something that shouldn't be here? Uh, no, the Brett bit's next. You just missed the entire oh, Al Snow sorry. standing in the ring by himself, because they have to show oh, him to be like, oh, look, it's Al Snow. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm going to change WCW then. <laughs> That's what I mean. I thought I'd cut my notes. But, you know, it probably would have been right. a good thing if I cut Leif Cassidy out of this. From the commentary table, JR interviews Brett, who is backstage in the same locker room Sid was in earlier. They just moved him out the set and moved Brett in. Uh, Brett runs over the whole Sid Austin thing that happened earlier. Uh, as he's talking, I'm just looking at that winged eagle belt going, it's comically small, but it's the most beautiful thing ever. It's so pretty. 
see i'm i'm the mania for the night after mania 14 like austin's belt the winged yeah, eagle the looks beautiful eagle. Yeah. yeah sure but as you said from a thing of beauty for what we grow up with this is this is it this is the one yeah this is on the hasbro figure winged eagle belt yeah absolutely so i heard from a lovely person that there's going to be some new belts in WWE soon. Oh, they've obviously sold all the ones they need to, so they're going to get some new. As in, replacing the existing belts or a new title? Well, that is up for debate. Uh, I think it's more along the lines from what I've heard from sources. (laughs) Uh, Triple H doesn't like the shitty, ugly US belt and the shitty, ugly IC belt and the really ugly tag belts, (laughs) the really ugly women's belts and everything else. And he wants to have proper, you know, you want to wear these belts type belts. I said belts 50 times in that sentence. So we might get the return of the beautiful IC belt or we're just going to get a new IC belt. Who knows? Man. In fairness, I'm very right? interested to find I'll, out. I'll be honest. Those UK belts that like Triple H got or whatever are fucking gorgeous. <laughs> I love the fact they still haven't finished the title tournament and Tyler Bates going to unify yeah. the fucking belts before they've even shown his title win on the network. Uh-huh. Yeah, Triple H just given up on it. UK NXT is done. Na, 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 na. Hey, uh, before I say this comment, <laughs> more power to everyone who's been on that roster carrying that through the pandemic in the BT studios. You've been absolute from, fucking legends. Everyone from, other than you, Sid Scala. <laughs> Fuck you, Sid Scala. Fuck you, Sid Scala. <laughs> yeah, fucking A. Um, I feel like, uh, just in case someone listens to our pod for the first time and hears that comment, you should say just, just one or two things. Why? No. Fuck Sid Scala personal interaction more than just rumor and innuendo oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah we know he's a cunt in person <laughs> rather than just yeah. you know what the internet's told us i'm and i'm sure in all seriousness he will get bookings he will he's got production experience so as long as he continue to feed his family great because you don't want to see anyone on a breadline and you don't see anyone lose their job but on a personal standpoint i hope you manage to make enough money to make sure that your child is looked after rightly so but as a human being life comes around and karma is a bitch you absolute cunt bucket fucking a so we can't have to to put the uh, explicit content on this podcast this week aren't we (laughs) nah fuck that it's all good kids love this sort of commentary uh brett does his line gets a few booze we ain't in canada anymore al snow is in the ring for the wf intercontinental championship match of he shitted the Marty Jannetty after a week-long bender, Leaf Cassidy versus Rocky Maivia, the current IC champ. So who's Leaf Cassidy beaten the last four days to become number one contender for the IC belt after we were just saying, oh, it's nice that we've got these progressive storylines. Yeah. I have no fucking clue. I don't know why he hasn't changed his gear. I don't know why he's on the show at all. I don't know why he opens every single fucking pay-per-view. I have no idea why he's wrestling all these good matches, and I have no idea why he's wrestling for the Intercontinental Championship. He is fucking abysmal. I've never... I I, th- I don't think I've ever seen... And again, he's someone that had a, a gimmick that people chanted along with, but even for me during the Attitude Era, and even in like the, the stuff I saw in ECW, I was like, the visual... The visual of like people with the styrofoam heads was fun. It was fun to watch that. But as yeah. soon as the belt, 
basically I'm sort of being a very much like a pot kettle black with my gimmick. <laughs> I'm like, wow, look at that entrance. That's incredible. In ring. Oh, fucking that, fuck me. That's forgettable, which pretty much sums up every single Tax Williams match. <laughs> but you're more the one bad polystyrene innuendo. You've got at least two polystyrene innuendos. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I certainly have multiple gimmicks. <laughs> yeah fucking a so uh both lads are in the ring i know you want me so sunny comes out in a, a cut up pink see-through bed sheet apparently <laughs> fucking Cutbacks, hell, mate, bro cut budget cuts <laughs> yeah couldn't afford her ring gear this week i left her on the plane or something you know so her sunny and sable comes- shared some fabric to get their gear together <laughs> for this week they shared a bra <laughs> <laughs> that's why they've only got one cup each <laughs> yeah fucking a sunny comes in the ring and so did i <laughs> so did we all so did half the crowd it's the 90s the porn was less accessible back then um she seduces the rock <laughs> very quickly on the subject of porn i will cool. never forget my most favorite uh school memory and i didn't have many friends at school but you met one of my friends during a, a music video shoot love him to pieces my friend adam yeah yes. let's name him a shame he'll be fine he'll enjoy this <laughs> story pl- plenty of adams in the world it's fine. um and he was uh <clears throat> our friend john was very good at downloading people entertaining adult material onto to cd to give to people to enjoy at home and ah, the good old days <laughs> and my favorite thing in an evening and i think this was shortly after supermarkets were allowed to start selling alcohol 24 7 we're standing in the alcohol aisle in tesco's as i was as always a non-drinker so the designated driver we're grabbing some drinks to head back to john's house and he <laughs> said really loudly yeah mate thanks for that cd it's so much better than google image search i was like is that <laughs> located your porn oh great i mean oh. you know there was a time period where magazines were about as close as we got and then the internet came along and you know, I guess that's the equivalent of a magazine on the internet. Google image search, though. Even I had, like, terrible AOL internet, and I, you know, I had a streaming platform that I used to access material. Yeah. So I'm a giant computer nerd. In 97, I, I think wondered I where doing... that was going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant hoarder of pornography. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have cupboards full of it still. Like, I, I can only get off to magazines. <laughs> you know, my wife just watches while I slap myself. It's great. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. My, my sex life has come out way too often on this pod recently. <laughs> <laughs> and in text messages. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, we meant to record this yesterday, but you know, it was a good excuse. <laughs> so <laughs> come to a free day from Sunny in, well, not much. Uh, Sunny, most downloaded, blah, 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 Miss World Wide Web. You know more about AOL. Go on. Yeah, most downloaded, uh, most searched person on AOL, even ahead of Gillian Anderson. Mm. I think you've brought this up more than most things that we talk about. Because I'm not talking about the, the pod, I'm talking in general. You talk about this all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love that AOL had like a most searched term and it was sunny. Not like how to win the football, how to do this, this. It was like sunny. <laughs> how to win the football. <laughs> Glenn Hoddle hard. sat there in like 90s as a Spurs how do manager. We win? <laughs> <laughs> how to win the football. Oh, a faith healer. 
marvellous. How do you think Vega did so well in 98? <laughs> <laughs> he was blinded by wanking. He's like, Sonny, that, you can search a term? How do I win the football? Oh, don't drink 10 pints every night. Okay, I get it. Good cheap players in France. Vieira, Petit, <laughs> interesting. Let's sign them and find out. Yeah, uh, fucking A. <sighs> they were invincible. Um, uh, the match, uh, Al Snow does a grumpy baby face while Rock clinches his fists. Grr, wrestling. Rock's punches look superbly theatric. Yeah, it's it's the bringing back the hand and which we you know the one we later see where he like looks back and looks at the fist before he goes and like does the final punch. It's beautiful. It's like yeah. wow, really grandiose like what they always teach you in wrestling school is like you really need to exaggerate everything you do in the ring but rocky's punches at this stage are exactly that pull the hand all the way back swing it across beautiful you know rocky johnson his dad used to have like a big wait rocky punch. johnson's his dad gimmick <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, but like you know rocky johnson used to have like a big a big punch himself there was always like his big high spot his big finish or whatnot rock does that for every punch yeah. And it's 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 so impressive, man. Like to put that much effort into just a punch. You see so many people phone them in, you know what I mean? And it's just like you can see there's something there with this guy already at this point. He's so charismatic. I know the fans go through this period where they hate him because he's baby face rock and everything, but I'm so happy they stuck with it because even right now you can just see it in him. He's so good, man. I heard an interesting comparison the other day to Rocky and why he got booed to start with and I think this will probably be the biggest praise of the person he's going to be linked to. It's like, yeah, like Rocky being booed at that time. It's a bit like how ECW booed Tommy Dreamer for being pretty and they wanted to accept him. And I was like, I get your concept. I think Dreamer and Rocky in the same comparison of their stories, (laughs) pretty far out. But I understand the idea behind it. You don't like him because he's too perfect. Yeah. Could be. I think the gear doesn't help. I think that's the biggest problem with Rock. He's got this white and blue strappy. How do you describe it? Shit. Yeah, shit gear. And I think um, the nineties, like ninety seven, ninety eight, especially, is so much about a post grunge kind of metal aesthetic. You know, Sid and Austin are wearing black trunks, and Brett's wearing black and pink for a reason. This is the style at the time, you know? It was the style at the time. But like a rock coming out in this white and blue kind of frilly skirt thing almost with his trunks. It's like, yeah. I think that's, that has a lot to do with it, to be honest. But I understand where you're coming from, but comparing Tommy Dreamer to The Rock is... Well, know, man. It's, I mentioned that because, you know, of Lawler comparing Rocky to another sports personality who hadn't done anything at this stage. Did you catch that's this it? on commentary? No, I don't think I did. So Lawler compares Rock to some other hotshot rookie who hasn't proven he can do anything yet, Tiger Woods. Oh. <laughs> he did all right for himself, didn't he? Yeah, he loves crashing a car Speaking into a tree. Of- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we get a Triple H picture-in-picture, picture, one of many picture-in-pictures on this show. He talks shit about The Rock. Triple H is coming for The Rock the Intercontinental Strap. Triple H also shits on Gold Dust too. We're like, ah, this intercontinental scene is immensely pleasing. Overlapping stories. Perfect. It's really yep. enjoyable. Like, and like you said at the start of the part, really yeah, consistent. consistent booking, same players involved, but 
not wrestling each other all the time. You've got the Marlena China thing going on in the background. So Triple H and Goldust is there. Triple H wants his belt back. Rocky's trying to establish himself as a top like mid-level wrestler. Very pleasing to my eyes and ears. Absolutely. So we cut back to the match and we get a picture in picture of the commentary table. And we're like, this is new. We've never had this before. Why are we showing the commentators? And if you know, you know, because there is a a person from Central Casting, <laughs> a fan, <laughs> standing behind Lawler with a big sign that says ECW rules. Well, hang on. It wasn't an extreme rules match. It was a clear one. On- oh, hang on. Ah. what's he doing there why are they showing another promotion on tv what's going on do you know how i knew he was a plant because he had leaves on him because it was leaf cassidy <laughs> hey he's full of them tonight but i'm the dad joke of the century it turns around and applauds everyone <laughs> thank you tax williams you. he's here all night <laughs> that was so bad like you know um we're in Tennessee. There's Southerners. No one cares about us. the ECW in the South. Let's move on. Al, your joke was better than mine. Al Snow, <laughs> this big high spot of the night, doing his Al Snow with his big high spot of the night. A single arm axe handle off the top. <laughs> Never seen one of those move back. <laughs> he goes with a double a double axe handle. And he just like uh, and just lays an arm, and you're like, you're the fucking shits, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> can't do a double axe handle i can do a double axe handle i'm the shittest wrestler ever i've only wrestled like once like in front of you (laughs) short arm clothesline was a thing of beauty oh it's better than fucking al snow anyway uh shoulder breaker by the rock i'm sorry rocky maivia al snow kicks right after the three count because he's a massive twat (laughs) one two three the winner is rocky maivia sunny is also here it kicked like that because you know he wanted to stay in the IC title feud. Jesus Christ, man! Like I can understand, you know, Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan WrestleMania. Warrior pins him one, two, three. Hogan kicks at the end. I get that, right? You're Hulk Hogan. It's the golden era. Fine. You're Al Slow in '97 on Raw facing The Rock. Fucking lay down. <laughs> <laughs> But in fairness, he was probably looking at Rocky and going, God, look at that gear. I'm not losing to that. <laughs> I'm not losing to this scumbag. Fuck no. Um, okay, I'm going to ask a question. I don't know the answer. Why is Sunny here? Well, I don't know if you know, she was the number one <laughs> search day <laughs> That was a longer answer than I expected. Lawler steals the ECW sign off the plant. I mean, ticket buying fan, sorry. Uh, the kid has a second ECW rules sign. He's like Sting. <laughs> He's got a Sting mask <laughs> under his Sting. Why has he got two, two of the same sign? Well, maybe one might have been stolen on his way yeah. in because WWE didn't want it on TV. I, I think there was maybe a thing where they had two plants. They were like, oh, you go hold these signs up behind Lawler, you know. They were like, no, I'm a bit young to be hiding near that person. <laughs> That's okay. You've got a penis. You're okay. You're safe. 
I don't know. Uh, where is Pat Patterson? Anyway, so Lawler gives ECW an open invitation. Apparently he was horrible as well backstage. I'm not just throwing out that because he's gay. I have nothing against gay people. Let's throw that out there. Apparently he was a giant scumbag, but I mean, who really knows? I'm digging a hole. Lawler gives ECW an open invitation to Raw to can he do that, Joey? You've got yeah, can he? Can he do that indeed? I'm Vince is going to be furious. He's invited another promotion to come to to the show. What's he doing? Yeah, fucking a. Uh, we're not going to cover it because you know we're doing Brett and Sean here. We're not doing the ECW invasion, but one of the best things they did in '97. What do you think? No, because okay. it didn't boost WWE ratings, WWF ratings at the time. It, I suppose the only thing it probably did was, hey, it gives us this wonderful opportunity to scout this talent that we're not going to sign for five years. Well, yeah. three years in most cases, I think. Do you not think it was just, as a wrestling fan, quite exciting? Well, at the time, I mean, I wasn't overly clued up i obviously i knew of wcw and wwf like having these ecw guys turn up it was like oh look it's a bunch of leaf cassidy's who's that little guy who does suplexes yeah sure do you reckon the presentation of these w guys wasn't quite up to what it could have been maybe no they could have made them absolute killers i mean when the eliminators hit the ring that was really exciting Especially with, as you said, like Johnny Partner. Hey, who's this ring guy in a, like a turtleneck? Oh, total elimination! What a move, because that looked... They didn't hold back, did old uh, Cronus and Saturn. <laughs> they, they certainly fuck, did They fucked him up. Yeah, I think they injured a lot of people doing that move. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like legitimately. Yeah, absolutely. Good lads. Was it was it Raven and Saturn that did the powerbomb neck break combination? Or was that someone else in WCW? That I'm not sure, actually. Neck? I think it was one of the Avernos or something, but whatever. We'll go back to that at some point in the future, I'm sure. Um, With fire so, and ice. Yeah, sure. One's fire and one's ice. Do you get it? Uh, <laughs> back from ads. Goldie heading to the ring for an interview. He's with his director, Marlena. JR reminds us that Marlena was attacked by a fan last night. Ooh. Commentary reminds us that Goldust distracted Triple H, meaning he lost to Rocky on the pay-per-view. Again, this intercontinental scene, just building and building and building. All very logical, makes a lot of sense. Really enjoying it. Layers, layers, layers. More, more, more. And uh, It makes me think, I can't remember, which is going to be a nice one for me. I don't know what the IC match is at Mania 13. So that's going to be good when we get there. I hope it's kind of Rocky Triple H, but I imagine it might be a triple threat with Goldust as well at this point. Yeah, we'll find out. Somehow it's going to be a case of, why is it Ahmed Johnson going challenging <laughs> Leif Cassidy for the belt? Oh, God. I bet it is. I really, really bet it is. Uh, Goldie promo. Uh, he's crossed the line because, you know. TNA. Yeah. Uh, Triple H uh, indirectly propositions Marlena. He's a fa- he's a big dick, apparently, according to Goldust. Oh, oh, my wife, you mean to her. And Marlena grabs the mic and goes, uh, my man's got manhood and sexuality from his golden head to his golden feet. He's all man. He's not a faggot. That's <laughs> what they're trying to say. <laughs> He's more man than Fuck Triple H could know. ever be, I think was the quote that she she um, 
she gave out. And this was really, this is like Vincent Mann going, hmm, Goldust is a face now. We can't have people thinking what we've been trying to sell on TV. He's not, he's yeah. androgynous. No, he's not. He's boffin Mal- Marlena. Did Lawler legit called him a faggot on TV a few weeks ago? Yes, he did. <laughs> Which is like, he's uh, a meaty baked good. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Like, I know it was the times, you know, you think about like, uh, even like the rap music after this, like quite a few years after this, there was lots of dropping faggots and all this sort of stuff in the lyrics and things. And uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I love the Goldust character so much. It's so interesting, especially with the the film Hollywood cinematic type production for the first few years. Now we're getting into, oh, it's got to be controversial, but he's a baby face. So he can't be androgynous, gay, bi, whatever you want to say. It's, it's such a weird moment. I don't understand what we're seeing. I... I was thinking about gold dust in the shower. Um, <laughs> and I thought from like from a compelling character standpoint and getting people like the whole presentation of him was so unique. I don't think they had another character of this much intrigue until they got to Bray Wyatt. I don't recall another character from 1995-96 until modern day WWE, where they had a character, this com- like the the characteristics, like the persona, the background, as compelling or complex. Uh, I can only think of one, uh, Kane. True. Yeah, but then but so I understand great. what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but then that's three in thirty years. Yeah. Not great. Let's be honest, Triple H has done a very good job in NXT at the time, uh, you know, back in the golden black days, or whatever, of building up characters to give them intrigue and give them narratives and such. And Vince killed them all. The second they got to the main roster, there's very, very few people that kept that intrigue alive, at least from my perspective. Carrying Gimp nice... Mask Cross. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, I'm not the massive... Um, what was his name before he was carrying Cross? Killer Cross. Thank you very much. I'm not the biggest Cross fan, like Killer Cross, Karen Cross, whatever. Um, don't mind his wife being on TV, but like, you know, it's, uh, I think he's he's an okay wrestler. He's definitely a capable hand, got a good look. I totally get it. Um, do you know the whole uh, thing about the TikTok and the sand timer thing? No. So Sat was talking about this on the Wrestle Talk podcast stuff this week. Don't listen to that. Listen to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> whereby uh, he's saying, you know, Karen Cross comes out and he goes, TikTok, Drew, TikTok. And that's his gimmick. He's promoting this social media thing, right? <laughs> sure. But then his missus comes out and has a sand timer that doesn't go TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so... Karen Cross really should be going Drew Drew like sand falling through a sand timer because that's their gimmick right oh that's incredible I hadn't even clocked that neither yeah. neither day because it would have gone TikTok yeah neither had I until someone else pointed out to me or sat obviously ah uh, it's very silly 
Triple H comes out to confront Goldust. Triple H throws a cup of water at Goldie. What a bitch! Wash off that face paint. Freak. <laughs> Fight! Uh, pedigree. Marlena slaps Triple H. Uh, and then commentary goes, there's that woman again! <laughs> at least they called her a woman today. Like, yeah, fi- a f- a final four. They were like, who's that? He or she or thing or whatever that is. Yeah, Lawler going, is that a woman? Like, yes, yes, Jerry. I know that you don't usually look at the ones above 12, but like, you know, that's a woman. Piece of shit. But I love the, the, the like, China appearing, just, sorry, the unnamed woman just well, ragdolls uh, Marlena. Yeah, I think I think the gimmick is out there now. This is China, obviously. Um, this is maybe one of the best visuals WWE have ever had. China just picks up Marlena in this bear hug and just ragdolls her side to side and Marlena flails. It's incredible. It looks so good. I mean, and again, intrigue in the women's division. Yeah. Well, intrigue in the women. That's two women, three women on the card. Four women if you include Sunny. Yeah, they're not really wrestling either, to be totally honest. It's not really a division, I'd say. But they're three of the four have had yeah. prominent roles on the card. Absolutely. Um, so it's this classic shot of listen, like every like 90s culture montage, I swear to God, of WWE, WF. Uh, it's this brilliantly shocking visual of this giant, humongous, muscular woman throwing this little blonde girl around is what it looks like. It's incredible. Uh, you know, you should pay money for this, right? In 97. They've, and they've, they found a winner. As you said, it's it's all about this time. The roster's not bloated. There's nothing mm. like China, or hasn't. In fairness, it hasn't been really since. I'm sure a lot of the women in today's wrestling would be able to hang with the men, and rightly so. But at this time in '97, you're like, "Fuck me, this is incredible." Do you not, do you not remember Nicole Bass? <laughs> well, Val Venus. Mm. <laughs> I love that this is Russo's like solution at the time was like, yeah, we'll give this big money contract to Nicole Bass. She'll fix everything. Yeah, good job, Vince. Well done. So security drag off China. We even get some sexist comments from commentary. Uh, the most attitude era segment ever a year before WrestleMania 14. Attitude era is alive and well. Absolutely, it fucking is. Speaking of which, next up we've got the headbangers of Mosh and Thrash. <laughs> According to Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> versus already in the wrong already in the ring sorry not in the wrong already in the ring i'm sure they're doing lots of drugs anyway uh full jobber star man jeff hardy the hardy boys in 1997 tax yes full yes, yes this Absolute is this is hardy yeah this is what leif cassidy wishes he could have been fucking a they are such baby face oh my god are they baby face this is the time when Michael Hayes would have been like picking them up to come and be Team Extreme, wasn't it? Because they've been doing their enhancement deals. We've seen like all the pictures if you follow through of like like Jeff Hardy being Razor Edge by Scott Hall back in the day whenever they went to like the Carolinas. Yep. But now they're here. They're working regular. It's great. Oh, it's so much fun seeing them get the shit kicked out of them. They're brilliant. He uh, like selling machines. Yeah, they really are. Uh, we get a picture in picture because we haven't had enough Nation of Domination stuff so far. Of the Nation of Domination cutting a promo, how many cues are there on Ahmed Johnson? Brutality incoming, hopefully. 
This is my brutality. Hello, Rhea Ripley. She's awesome. She's awesome, yeah, 100%. I wish they'd let her just fuck up some dudes. <laughs> Why she does, she beats up Dominic Mysterio on a weekly basis. That is definitely a rib for Triple H going, Dominic didn't go through NXT. What the fuck's he doing here? Rhea? <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of... If you if you watch the segments back, right? Yeah, she fucks up Dominic occasionally, but it's it's a lot of kind of valet esque distractions, but not in the sexual manner, you know. And so there's lots of her jumping up on the ring apron or being in between the two wrestlers or something. I want to see her just punch people in the face. <laughs> She's fucking great. She has to be whole... the leader of that faction now, right? Make she'd be so good. Imagine her like telling telling Finn what to do. <laughs> I love it. Like the leader of the Bullet Club, the leader of the Ballet Club, the NXT champ. <laughs> Get really Bullet Club. <laughs> yeah, Kick out Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be good at it, man. She's fucking so strong. And Get so... that new pretty stardom, uh, new Japan women's belt. Yeah, fucking A, man. Speaking of, um, you know, people that can hang with China that have that vibe, she's definitely right there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Why have I got a quote here? You do have to die to go. To- oh, this is a Farouk quote. Oh yeah. So F- Farouk is—it's not the greatest promo. It's a lot of like racial stereotype stuff at this point because obviously he's in the, the Black Power, Black Panther type gimmick with the Nation of the Domination. But he says this line which blew me away. It's like one of the maybe the best lines we've had on the pod so far. You do have to die to go to hell. You're sorry. Have I got that wrong? No, that's what he said. You. Do you do have to guys to die? I'm saying it's so good. I can't understand it. I'm an idiot. Okay. You do have to guys to die. Oh, for fuck's sakes, dude. <laughs> you do have to die to go to hell. You're in it now. And I am the devil. It's a fucking great line. And I like the fact he kept on like referencing like, all this expensive stuff. It's like, oh, you know, he'll, he'll finish like armored off whenever he feels like. And it's of loads of expensive stuff that ahmed johnson owns that he doesn't want the fans to know about because he's not really he's like fighting for the good man but he's got like fast cars fancy clothes loads of houses you know he's me (laughs) (laughs) um okay (laughs) did did i I ever tell you about what happened at the interval at one of the lockhorn shows and there was like a kid hitting me with a hammer and i said don't hit me with a hammer. I'm really rich. <laughs> and he looked at me and he went, are you really rich? And I went, yep, leave me alone. <laughs> and walked away. You just described that. Yeah. <laughs> a kid was hitting me with a hammer, but I'm really rich. So I dumped to fuck himself. <laughs> like, that is just that it through and through. Oh, I love it. Uh, so, challenges Ahmed Johnson to a street, Chicago street fight. I uh, don't know when did they specify. Uh, no, but it's it's mentioned later that it's going to be at Mania. Ooh, hopefully we get it because I think that might be the one. You know, especially if Mania is not in Chicago this year, they've really fucked it. Oh, wait, do I even know where was Mania thirteen? Do you want to look it up? I can't. Remember. I'll look it up while you uh, finish this part off. Okay. Of our favorite so- tag team boys. Mosh and Thrash, who, according to Sonny, <laughs> beat the shit out of Matt Hardy, as you might expect. Jeff gets the warm tag. The crowd don't give a fuck. So the headbangers kill Jeff. <laughs> so they do a fucking incredible finish. Um, before we do, have you looked up WrestleMania? Yeah, it's Chicago in the Rosemont, okay, in Rosemont Horizon. Okay, cool. Awesome. 
um yeah so hopefully we'll get to see Farouk murder ahmed johnson because it definitely happens at some point because ahmed uh legitimately fucks off farouk during this time period so the story goes that farouk was just like i'm gonna teach this boy a lesson let's find out whether he does it'd be really good we are covering wrestlemania 13 obviously of course very soon we'll check it in there anyway so mosh and thrasher their their finish man is maybe one of the best things ever this power bomb like leg drop combo it's beautiful thing it's the way that when Thrasher does the power bomb, Mosh is already jumping in the air to do the leg drop. And so the I timing, think I've seen it lead to some very hurty finishes. Yeah, they, I was going to say, have you ever seen them fuck it up? Regularly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't remember them fucking up. I don't remember them using this finish. I don't remember them winning a match if I'm totally fucking honest. <laughs> they won the tag straps at some point, didn't they? I don't know. I really don't know. I remember 98, they were around, but it didn't last that but, long. Yeah, I think they won the tag straps, and then Vince McMahon did what he does with Goldust in a few years' time, and he's like, oh, yeah, um, wear coloured cones on your tits. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Fuck. Because remember, I wasn't watching wrestling in 97, really. Uh, I got cable, okay. like, the beginning of 98, so this is all my first time watching this through properly, so... Yeah, Mosh and Thrasher were kind of like the uh, the end of their time with WF when I started watching, I think. I think by 99, they're gone. They, hang on, I was just scrolling through their titles. Yeah, they held the tag titles. Oh, no, that's, why did they put it down as the NWA Tag Team Championships? Oh, because what? they beat the new Midnight Express. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's when they got the belts. <laughs> Look at my brain. How did they remember that? I got what I did today. <laughs> I'm just a massive Jim Cornette mark, apparently. So there we go. Um, so yeah, they beat the shit out of Matt Hardy. They do the fucking crazy powerbomb leg drop combo, which is sick to Jeff Hardy for the one, two, three, and the winners are the headbangers. Uh, love the gimmick. Very of the time period. The Hardys are absolutely brilliant having the shit kicked out of them. Uh, yeah, really fun. Everyone did their job establishing the headbangers as a a competent tag team in the division yep absolutely the gimmick for 97 is absolutely perfect because it's grunge everyone we know what grunge is and Vince McMahon's idea of grunge is skirts grunge love it yeah okay Sid Sid, uh, does a warm-up routine backstage and it's funny as fuck he kind of hisses at himself and goes chum come on (laughs) he's Sid's so funny man he's the best do you reckon he had anything scripted for that? Just got to say something, Sid. Show you motivating yourself up. And he's like, say champion. Say mum. Cham mum. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's what you said, right? Baby, Come on. Y- you can't do that. You're not a baby face. You can't walk out the curtain and go, Come on, or let's go. Yeah, sure. But it's the way he goes. <laughs> he's talking. What are you doing? You're not a snake. Oh, the new Amazon star player, Boa Constrictor. <laughs> Roar is sponsored by the Twix Cookie Bar. Have you ever heard it called a cookie bar before? I have not. I I only enjoy the idea of the modern day advert that left Twix and right Twix are made in separate factories and there's a rivalry, like the brand split. That's one of those things that I've been in marketing meetings before and someone came up with that and thought it was the greatest thing in existence. And uh, yeah, it's kind of not. <laughs> But they imagine put the meeting. so much money into those ads as well by the way like holy fucking shit God, i i see how much we um we put into the adverts on tv for us and i look at it and i'm i really like the adverts that we do 
don't fire me. <laughs> like someone, oh, I, I lost track, Tyler. You're talking about your personal job. Your my, my shoot job. Yeah, job. but we're talking. I about thought like, you were talking about the podcast. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, um, we've now also got sponsored by Magic Greens as well. That Ollie is very excited about. <laughs> I edited that ad. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Glad you in, enjoyed it. In Ollie's kitchen, which definitely is never that clean. That's his brand new house. Just moved. Oh, nice. Well, that's why. So, that's, that's what happens when you get these big name sponsorships. Yeah, sure. Too much personal information. Let's move on. <laughs> if you go to WWF AOL's website, you can join the army. <laughs> this bot me so fucking hard. Jesus. You've got to go to the AOL WF website, not the WF's website, the AOL website for the WF, where you can join the army. 97, what a time. How long, I mean, I assume like AOL as a, a an internet provider, that was gone by the end of the 90s, wasn't it? Or did it have a, no, no, it was in the early 2000s because I remember yeah. that I got my AOL CD after I split up with my, <laughs> my long-term girlfriend at the time and i basically just sat in my parents house with like a phone cable running from the downstairs telephone all the way around to my bedroom so i could just download stuff sunny <laughs> not use yeah i'm the reason why it was the most aol term. 24 hours a day seven days a week i had a harsh breakup i saw sunny and couldn't resist <laughs> yeah god fuck you annie padden <laughs> was this the dj one no, no, no. That that was Little Boots. Yeah, sure. Who no, you sure. still claim is famous. <laughs> <laughs> she was famous. She's been on TV and been on like proper s- s- festivals and shit. So have I. Does <laughs> it count? You've not been on. You you've not you've not been in, you've not charted properly. Uh, technically, we did. At what number? <laughs> That's where it gets a bit convoluted because, you know, we sold records. So officially, like, you know, we did char. Uh, I couldn't tell you the number, though. <laughs> Is that because there aren't enough digits on the calculator? Yes. <laughs> For the second time tonight, it's your WF World Heavyweight Championship match of Bret Hart, the current champion versus Psycho Sid. Your second world title match of the show. Let's go. No, we have two title matches in one show. Let's fucking This go. was AEW. Three, like, fuck me. There's an hour of the show left. What's going to happen? They've still got a trios match. Fucking A. You can tell they're calling this bit in because there's no pyro for Sid, no pyro for, Gold, for Bret. And like, that's the best bit about Sid's entrance is the pyro in the ring for sure. But Bret gets a Goldberg walking out from the back entrance. And you're like, this is a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> Why yeah, does this never happen? Done this before. <laughs> what happens, Dax? Austin appears from nowhere and gives him a little cuddle <laughs> into the he wall. Does. Yeah, sure. This this whole messy segment with Brett and Austin backstage for Brett's entrance is the best. Because the second Austin get, takes out Brett, who comes running into shot? Sid. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were in the ring. What the fuck? What I really hope for the live crowd is Sid stood in the crowd. They show it on the Tron and then Sid runs in and Sid's still stood in the ring. He's like, fuck, should have left. <laughs> Has to be a pre-tape, right? I don't think Sid's that fast. Yeah, but the thing is, though, that it, they would have been showing it in the arena. So how the fuck could they get him out of the ring that quick? 
unless basically they showed Brett walking and they, the sole gimmick in the arena would have been like, Sid's going, I'm going to go and fight him back there. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was like Austin took him out. Five seconds later, Sid's there. You know when a kid first learns about magic and they try to think when they hold the blanket up in front of themselves, they throw it in the air and run away and like they disappeared. <laughs> How I still do magic today. Yep. This is what Sid did in the ring. <laughs> he just went, don't worry guys, I'm backstage. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> ah, I'm not here! <laughs> uh the best bit about this whole segment so vince has jumped in he's jumped out the rape limo to kind of you know have a cameo <laughs> steps in to break these three up allegedly uh the best i was bit- just uh, a aoling sunny <laughs> <laughs> the best bit arse is- over leg aol <laughs> so as they're all brawling right sid and brett kind of like shove each other apart Pritchard tries to jump in with Vince to kind of, you know, kayfabe pull him apart. And Sid goes, Oi! And punches Pritchard as hard as <laughs> fucking can in the face. It's great. He just stiffs fucking Pritchard. It's so funny. And it worked. I, if you're not I looking for invested. it, you'd miss it. You know, yeah, absolutely. Fucking great, man. Oh, so we cut to Gorilla Monsoon, who goes, we're not like other people. We don't tease you with stuff and never deliver on it. And you're like, hang on, what's been happening tonight? <laughs> he goes, there will be a WF championship match between Brett and Sid tonight. Good old gorilla. And I still haven't worked out what happened in WCW that they didn't deliver, that we still think, keep seeing that they're pushing on it. I think it's just a general comment on how WCW books their show each time. They'll be like, oh, we'll give you a WF championship match. And, It'll be like the finger poker doom or something, you know? Well, you know, they should speak to uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi about it then, shouldn't they? Mm, fucking mm. A. Awkward. WCW, finger poke of doom. I can spell doom. Dome. <laughs> doom. Don't Dead. we look at those finger pokes in domes? <laughs> For <laughs> The finger poke of doom wasn't until uh, January 99, so it wasn't that. What else could it be off the top of our head? Um, maybe it's the WCW sting thing, but that was... Uh, Sting's comeback to take on Hogan was like a year after the NWA, wasn't it? Was there a pay-per-view that went off the air, WCW, before they... There there definitely was. We looked this up last time. That was post this date as well. So I'm not sure what they're referencing. We'll work it out one day. If you know, send us uh, an old tweet or something. What's our Twitter? I've forgotten. (laughs) World of Rest Pods. Thank you. We've only done like, you know, hundreds of episodes. What's this? 132, something like that? Something like that, yeah cool oh it's halloween havoc 98 that was it wasn't it yes that's not yet that's later this year good foreshadowing by gorilla (laughs) yeah yeah they're predicting although again gorilla who i really liked on commentary uh with bobby bobby heenan until i sent you that little thing on twitter the other day (laughs) yeah that was uh, an interesting one the best about that openly (laughs) yikes yeah, dropping the rapé bomb was uh, an interesting one. Vince but, uh, casually moving on going, I paid women off for that. Yeah, sure. By allegedly. that point, he definitely had as well, allegedly. Uh, definitely, allegedly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speak to uh, attorney, Clarence Mason. Yeah, exactly. The best thing about that clip is uh, watching Mr. Perfect's reaction. <laughs> yeah, like, pop, he was like... Proper corpses. <laughs> yeah, having the best time. 
Ooh, Flash, you are so into racial equality and funk music. <laughs> a slightly less energized entrance uh, by Scorp and the Funkadactyls this time. Is this going to join uh, the nation? Yeah, sure. I mean, hopefully. Oh, God, it'd be so good. Having a comedy character in that group would have opened that up so much. It would have been so entertaining and accessible. People would have accepted the message more if he was a part of the squad. Am I wrong? You're not. You're not wrong. They might not have been taken so seriously, but (laughs) (laughs) with Wolfie D in there, (laughs) liquor to rice, you mean? (laughs) Ah, Miller rice. (laughs) Um. uh... (laughs) Fuck. So Scorp is here. Who's he wrestling? Tax. The greatest of all time. The king of the pranksters owen goddamn heart fuck yeah he joined the nation at one point <laughs> but nugget <laughs> he knows where it's at flash should listen to owen um so i mean do you want to go through this i mean th- the match is good but it's more to the point where during the match we get a phone call uh-huh. who the fuck is allowed to make phone calls lawla you're on a live broadcast what you're taking over and um it's Paul Heyman of ECW calls to talk to Jerry Lawler. Oh, I love it so much, Tax. So, like, go on, talk about the ECW thing. Well, basically, Heyman, like, we've only had 20 minutes on the show, and Heyman's obviously straight on the phone, that big white brick he used to have as poorly dangerously. Fuck to yeah. Say that, Fuck you know, yeah, good reference. To say that they accept the challenge of the jerry lawler and ecw will be there next week lawler then goes on to say makes one of some of the bit like sabu sandman and blue meanie uh-huh. and uh while all this is going on owen's trying to get a flash in a sharpshooter <laughs> he gets a sloppy roll up and then uh, clarence mason tries to get owen's attention like waves him down it's well like, hang, 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 hang. there's a line that paulie oh, dropped sorry, to lawler did you have you got it i didn't note it down no Oh my God. Okay. So my first introduction to Lawler being a big old pedo was Paulie Dangerously. <laughs> and these moments, Paul is talking on the phone. He's putting all the guys over at ECW. He's saying, we're going to mess you up, et cetera, et cetera. Cause he can't square. Cause it's, you know, USA network or something. Paulie, while talking to Lawler live on raw goes, as long as the neighborhood watch doesn't need to be informed that you're in the area, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's it? Paulie's the fucking best, man. Holy shit. Gives no fucks. And the I bet the conversation with Vince after was like, no, no, because he's a menace to society. That's why I said about local law enforcement. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's to a do hero, with his right? background. It's fucking great. So Paulie also drops in the when they do the whole face to face with Lawler and Paulie in the ring on Raw soon in this invasion angle thing I got with ECW. Paulie drops the line of, "Ah, oh, how was I hanging out the, in the playground at the swings with the kids?" And <laughs> just like, "Holy fucking shit, Paul!" Yeah, man, what a guy out in pedos publicly on Raw. Fucking love it. Still employed by WWE though. Well, you know, got to have um royalty mm. he probably it's probably he's in there because he knew all about vince's love notes yeah maybe man i mean he was probably bringing the girls in so the good thing about 
this match is that now we've had our angle, we can focus on the... In- oh, fuck, it's another split screen section. <laughs> yeah, sure. Where Austin is uh, backstage and he says, explains that you know, he went over the edge a long time ago. He won the Rumble. Shawn Michaels quick because he's afraid to face someone like Austin. And basically putting himself over good and proper as a bit like unhinged all this totally. time while um, Owen Hart's doing some beautiful suplexes to Flash Funk. Yeah, sure. Killer promo by Austin, man. So believable. He's already there. Like he doesn't yeah. need Mania 14. This is this is it. And again, like like the start of the Attitude Era, they're like, oh yeah, it all starts at WrestleMania 14. Bollocks. It is now. It's this version of Austin running a running a muck of everything, cutting these absolutely dynamite promos. He's he's on fire, and this is it. This is the transitional period. It's and I know obviously we get the famous match coming up in this like series of podcasts, but man, he is untouchable in the ring, Fucking on the microphone, dynamite, absolute dynamite. Cool. Do you want to go over the Clarence Mason actually doing something bit of this match? Oh, let me scroll back through my notes. Because you, you mentioned it, but I interrupted you to do the whole Lord as a pedo thing. Like, we have to do on our podcast, right? We do that every week. We haven't mentioned Jeff Jarrett yet. Oh, we did. We mentioned him earlier because of his W. Go on. <laughs> so this is where, so when Owen's out on the floor, so Flash can hit his big dive, um, the boulder comes out to yell at Clarence Mason. Oh my goodness. We get a commercial break when that happens. What's happened to my notes? Ah! ah <laughs> bulldog gets a cheap shot the slammy fuck no fuck okay fuck, so fuck. so very okay okay <laughs> i got you i got you so clarence mason does stuff basically uh so distract distracts his own wrestler so owen hearts so scorp gets a drop kick on owen over the top to do a dive onto the outside it's really really fun which brings out bulldog to shout at clarence and to send mr mason to the back because he's pissed off that he has been detrimental to owen's wrestling in this match there you go Bulldog's a racist. Confirm. <laughs> I mean, how many months has Clarence Mason been with these guys now? From the start of this episode, of this run of this series of pods, isn't it? I think so. And this is when he first became their manager. They were like, oh, we've not got this idiot. Was it Jimmy Hart previously? Oh, I don't know, because oh, he would have been I in WCW remember. a while before this, wouldn't he? I seem to remember they'd kicked someone else out as their manager and bought in Clarence Mason is like this. Oh, he's going to revolutionize the team. I'm 90% sure it was Cornette because of the whole Yokozuna or Owen thing and everything else. It was a few years before this, right? Um, So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so uh, he's done nothing the whole time he's been with them. Like he's been there while they're cutting promos. He stands at the ringside while they're having the match. You wouldn't notice him if you didn't know who he was and you weren't keeping an eye out for him. This is the first involvement he's had. And it's Brett, sorry, Bulldog going, get to fuck me. You know? <laughs> oh, man. It's not My good, is it, McLaren's? Some sort of generic northern accent, but yeah, sure. Do you think we're going to see Harry Smith at um, Clash next nah. weekend? Nah. Don't see why we would. But he's British. <laughs> I mean... He punched that guy that attacked Brett, so he's he's cool in my books. Yeah. Can yeah. we have him just beat up a fan? That'd be quite fun. Cantona? 
Uh, whatever. So Owen <laughs> and Bulldog cheat to win because they're big old nasty bitches. Uh, Slammy over the back of the head. Bulldog even holds Scorp's foot down as Owen pins him. They're fucking great, man. They're on the same page. Look at Bulldog work for the common good of the team. Not like Owen, yeah. that cheeky scamp. So the fun thing that we've kind of skipped over a little bit is that when Owen came out to start this match, he had both the tag belts and is announced as the co-tag team champion. Because <laughs> 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 obviously Bulldog dumped his belt last week. And uh, as soon as Owen wins and Bulldog has been the cause of him winning, Bulldog picks up both the belts and the slammy, how dare he, and starts to celebrate. As Owen's like, hang on, what are you doing? Like, he's a very grumpy boy to Bulldog. Love it. Owen Fucking is the best. brilliant. These guys, even Bulldog doing his part as well. Really good. Bulldog really getting a chance to like flex his acting chops with this one. Happy days. What do you mean? He's bizarre. He's a great <laughs> actor. <laughs> Oh, brilliant callback. Fucking A. One of my favorite quotes in wrestling ever. So, you know, I'll happily bring up He's Bizarre every time we talk about Bulldog. Um, Yeah, again, every single week we talk about it. Owen, Bulldog, Brett, they're like this little group, like Pillman when he's been on the shows as well. Just the absolute highlight. So much fun. Good 10 minutes of TV with interference, a phone call and a split screen. Next up, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Bart Gunn. Oh. <laughs> Big bad brawler Bart. I love Triple H in this gimmick more than I've loved him in any other gimmick. Rich boy, douchebag Triple H. He is superb, dude. Drawing your own life experiences. Imagine <laughs> if he had continued as terrorizing. The business yeah. would be dead today. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we get some replays of China. They call her a deranged fan. How she's obsessed with Marlena. What a bitch. Uh, an update on Sean's smile. I mean, injury. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's um, Is this the bit where they announced that Sean will thing? This is the part is with later? Dr. Andrews, isn't it? Um, that's later. This is just a generic, oh, we will have an update about Sean's smile. I mean, in knee injury. Um, so, yeah, not quite yet. We'll get to it, I promise. Uh, Bart Gunn gets the jobber already in the ring entrance. Honky Tonk is on commentary. He's still looking for a protege. Is that the gimmick? Do you remember he turned up and then got in the ring and then they didn't cut back to him to do his promo <laughs> last time? But yeah, that's what they're saying. Honky on commentary. It's like, yeah, I'm still looking for my protege. He's a fire yeah. starter, a twisted fire starter. No tax, protege, not prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been listening to the first prodigy album a lot this week. It's really fucking good. No, it's it's. I what's the no? I, I haven't. Well, I not my my scene. Old uh, prodigy, because I'm old okay. and out of touch. <laughs> They're like a mid nineties band. Band. Hmm. That's an interesting word, isn't it? Keith Flint was always an entertaining front man. Oh, you're one of those. Okay, cool. There's <laughs> no Dick Valentine from Electric Six, though. I got the poison. I got the remedy. No? I know the songs. Well, I, I, I know that and Firestarter. And what was it off? There was... They came back. So after all of that... <laughs> 
what's the name of that album? Because obviously we're not running long at all, <laughs> as we always do. The what's the name of the album? Where is you can it? Do it. Where I is believe it? in you. You talking prodigy? Yeah, Invaders Must Die. Right. Yeah. Well, why bring up that album of all of them? Because uh, it had Omen on it. That was it. Yeah, one good song on a shit album. Yeah, is that not like basically the run of the prodigy? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> offended I am. Greatly offended I am. Uh, I'm Andrea, play... Caroline, Sharon, and Jim Core would shit all over the prodigy every day of the week, but they wouldn't because they're too nice. Lovely I'm Irish sorry. family. Oh, what did you just say? <laughs> I lost track. Saying the cause would shit all over the prodigy. Every oh, day of okay. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I'm just gonna. Do you know this song? Yeah, I, I've I've heard that song. Yes. I once went to a nightclub. I've heard this song. It's one of the best songs ever. <laughs> like I could listen to it a million times. It has the most revolutionary production of any group or anything. It's '94, and they're doing like split screen, like you know. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, fucking wrestling. Triple H comes to commentary desks uh, and asks Triple H about this woman. What am I talking about? Uh, oh yeah, Triple H is at the commentary desk. Sorry, and the commentators go, "Who's this woman?" Or as Triple H says. I don't know who this women is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I hell. like all the women. <laughs> yes, that's women. <laughs> Why can't Americans d- define the difference between women and women? Nobody knows is. Um, say that again, you broke up, sorry. Oh, nobody knows is, but now it's lost his opportunity. And he's got a big nose. I like it. Honky Donk chimes in, implying that he'd like to fuck China. Wouldn't we all? X-Puck did. Triple H gives Bart Gunn all the shine to start the match because he's not Savio Vega. Triple H is fucking brilliant. Like, literally, he makes Bart Gunn look like a fucking great wrestler here. Bart Gunn is a great wrestler. Look, he went all of 13 seconds with butter. Oh, yeah. This series is making me appreciate Triple H more than I already did, and he's one of my all-time favorites. It's going back to look at it, because I always remember Triple H from the DX days, as I think a lot of people of do, unless they were watching through this time period. But yeah. the, where, the where I fell in love with him. Yep. So well executed. Man, this this Triple H, where he's got that DX vicious edge to him, he's bringing in China, but he's still a pompous twat. There's something about it that is just a level above what that DX Triple H, because it's just dig jokes, essentially, and, you know, cheating to win. That's like every time DX would come into a match and throw that, kind of like in a few weeks, we're going to get to it, 99 and all that sort of stuff. Um, sorry, it was going into 98. Um, it would always be every single time they'd be in a match, the other one would interfere, whether it be Triple H and Sean, China in a tag match, whatever it would be. And then they'd always win. That was their thing. It's like, it was Russo booking 101. And it's, it's okay. But having Triple H, like the worker, putting these guys over and creating mid-card divisions, like just think about it. Like it's kind of nuts. He's worked Mr. Perfect, Gold Dust, 
Rocky, and now he's trying to get Bargun over. Like the last one is a step too far, but <laughs> the first three, he does such a fucking great job with every single one of them on this run. It's it's immensely impressive, man. I see level Triple H, one of the best versions of Triple H, definitely. Big fan. I really think I would like to look at the Triple H kind of, um, you know, run of doom where he turns heel and just kind of doesn't drop the belt for five years or whatever it was. Oh, man, we could go from when Bischoff just gives him the belt. Yeah, go every pay-per-view from there. Because I remember hating it at the time. I bet it's really fucking good. Because that would be the same time where he lost the belt at Mania. Hmm. Randy Orton then won the belt at SummerSlam the next night on Raw they did like the whole thumbs down angle and there was Triple H Randy Orton so Triple H then went and made Orton the top level star because the other lad didn't it'd be really interesting because there's a lot of people I don't like in that run I'm not a big Orton fan not a big Batista fan Goldberg yeah Goldberg don't really like Edge like there's a whole bunch of guys that that lovely situation at Wrestlemania 18 or 19 with Booker T oh god maybe that could be the end of the run (laughs) the ultimate crippling ending (laughs) god we can find that uh promo where triple h is wandering around for a dx video in new york and he's doing an indian accent to a cab driver who's wearing a um a turban that was an interesting moment you seen that clip oh yeah i know this one yeah it's, it's difficult to watch so away from the serious so you can contact the Superstar Hotline. It's $1.49 a minute in 1997. Ooh, holy shit. Imagine what that would be now. So, I'm happy you asked. <laughs> yes. With inflation, how much do you think $1.49 in 1997 would be today in 2022? What, in dollars or in uh, the, the UK pound sterling converted equivalent? Uh, well, we'll start with dollars. I've got both. <laughs> Okay, I think it'll be about $38. Look at you, Mr. Finance. You fucking bang on. It's $29.93 a minute. <laughs> it's kind of amazing, isn't it? That's £25.43p a minute. That's not depressing. The hotline. How many times did you call that as a kid? <laughs> Zero. I thought there was a thing where you called oh, it once no, I t- or your dad blamed you for... Uh, yeah, yeah. when there was a phone bill for the like the, the WWE <laughs> line and he was obviously phoning something that was of a premium rate. Oh, I'm wearing suspenders. All right, Gold Dust, I'm listening to Superstar Line. Stop talking dirty and tell me about wrestling. <laughs> He's like, so sunny, you say? <laughs> I've What's AOL'd her. <laughs> Can you imagine paying $30 a minute to listen to Doc Hendricks go, oh yeah, The Rock's going to wrestle a match later. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, there's no ends to your research on this. This is fantastic. Yeah, it's good fun, man. Uh, Bart Gunn loves a basic bitch arm lock. Anyway, Goldust does a run in and Triple H and Goldie, Tom and Jerry into the crowd. It's really funny. <laughs> And out through the stands, Goldie stacks it on the aisleway. Brilliant stuff. Your winner via countout, Bart Gunn. Making stars. Making stars everywhere. Yeah, fucking A. Uh, Bart gets the generic rule theme as his victory song. <laughs> I was like, wait, hang on. This is not his music. It's really funny. So unexpected. 
Can you imagine anyone else almost on this roster being in the ring, winning a match, and then they play the generic Raw theme instead of his theme music? Unbelievable. Uh, so funny. Destined for failure, that boy. Oh, fucking hell. Next up, your third WF World Heavyweight Championship match and your main event of the evening, I think. Yeah. This is the one. This is okay. the one, Billy Gunn. Bret Hart versus Psycho Sid. But first, we cut to Dr. Andrew's promo about Sean's knee. So Sean, compelling, this. So compelling. Well, he tells us that Sean has a chronic problem and his knee is hurt. Yeah, do you want to talk about this? Like, well, uh, it's revealed that he's got a badly twisted knee, oh. but no surgery is required. Oh, his smile is okay, Tax. Who would have thought? <laughs> because he knows he's not going to have to drop out to Brett. <laughs> he finishes this by going, Shawn Michaels will resume his wrestling career. What a surprise! <laughs> That's not what he said four days ago. I feel cheated. Unfucking believable. I it, not not watching this at the time, but knowing the story. Obviously, I know that you hear about Sean losing his smile, and you're like, "What's this?" And you look it up as a kid, and you see the promo, and you understand. I would have assumed six months before we hear anything about Sean coming back, like he was away for a long time, selling this injury or legitimately injured. Um, but no, we're four days away from him retiring and we're learning he's fine. This is incredible. Right. Like you said, I, I always, when I look back at this, I thought, oh, it was a longer period of time before he, he pops back. And this also explains why they've got so many bloody video packages. Uh-huh. Because it then makes you go, well, hang on. Was Vince actually in on it? Vince, 100%. I'm not going to lose the shorts. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to lose to Brett. Well, get me off TV. But it's going to really fuck up our plans. Look, Vince, your booking's fucked up these plans. Just put Ahmed in through with multiple cues in a Chicago street fight. The fans will go, hey, I'm happy. Let's make a new star. I'll be back in the summer. 100% Vince was in on it. You think about the promo and Vince's look on his face, his reaction to the thing Sean says. He knows the whole fucking time they're screwing Brett. That's what they're doing. We should call it it. four days. We should call it the Boston screw job tax, not the Montreal one. Brett was already being screwed a year before Montreal. And all this time, Brett's like, you're making me wrestle Vader and Sid. You fucking assholes fucking a man absolutely you you've got a problem what do you want to do do you want to put the belt on me so then we can get out of it i'm the guy who's champion i'm the one who should be champion at mania this is the story we're fucking telling right vince yeah no worries we'll put the belt on you brett but we're not going to have you main event wrestlemania we need you to lose it (laughs) um spoilers (laughs) 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 and uh yeah you're you're gonna put over a young lad in the in wrestlemania all right. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. Have Brett do that. Who, who's going to be the main event? Oh, Taker, the guy I beat last night. You fucking cunt. Jesus Christ, man. <sighs> I feel genuinely upset for Brett. He gets and, fucked here. And then he's got to get another match out of Sid where he's also got to lose. Fucking A. 
Everyone in commentary, commentary takes a shot at WCW not delivering. Again, we will work that out at some point, I'm sure. Maybe not. Maybe the uh, the intrigue is more interesting than the actual reality. Definitely. It'll be something really disappointing, like they, prom- they promised monster trucks and it was rained off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one major comment about this match, and it's very simple. Uh, this match has had some booking, hasn't it? This has been walked through a lot, hasn't it? Mm. But you think about from the moment Sean retires to how we got to here. Yeah, Maybe it's not, not good. how I would have done it. No, no way. The finish was good because it sets up other things. Yeah. Brett, again, like we've seen already during this run, pulled another match out of his ass with Sid. And Sid came to play again. Sid was definitely contributing to this, again, based on Brett basically saying, you do this, you go here, you do as I tell you, and we'll get out maybe 70% alive. You can see Sid focusing on what Brett's saying to him in the match, because he's a dum-dum, it seems. Uh, And going, okay, Brett. (laughs) Yeah, really. Uh, Thank you, Brett. Yes, Brett. What do you want to do, Brett? You know, there's a conversation going on during this match. The powerbomb. I've never seen him do go be like, up we go and and down we go. There you go, Brett. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Thank you, sir. Sure. Thank you very much. So during this match, um, I started to think, oh, by the way, they start the match by doing Undertaker's spot in the corner where they shove back and do the big reversal and Taker does the punches. And I'm like, hang on, you're not fucking Undertaker. Don't do that shit. Foreshadowing for the main yeah. event wrestler. Of main- <laughs> sure, because Sid's that smart, isn't he? Uh, Brett looks like uh he doesn't want to be here or is he healing it up making the best of a bad bunch brett doesn't want to be there but he realizes at the same time because he's a pro he's like right i need to get ready for what i want to do with austin Hmm. but yeah he's not there because he because he's like great sean's gone away I'm winning the belt. Great. Who am I going to at Mania? Oh, actually, Brett, you're going to hold the belt less than 24 hours. It's going to be a little blip on your career. Yeah, you could say you're an X number of time WWF champion, but you've actually only yeah. held it for 24 hours. So you are a transitional champion. And if that you're mm-hmm. saying to Brett Hart, he's a transitional champion, you're doing a huge discredit to the entire wrestling business. Why the fuck didn't they just put the belt on The Undertaker? Because who would have faced the Undertaker at Mania? Because he's got to wrestle Sid on Raw the next night because he well, won the right to face it. Oh, that's right. They should have gone. Did he? Well, yeah, because that was going to be... Sid was going to wrestle Sean at the pay-per-view. Oh, right. And Sean pulled out, so that's when they went oh, to the God, final four based on the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> but what I should have done is gone, okay, but Sid, as you were going to be the next challenger, you can challenge for the belt at Mania. Mm. But they can't have the heel going in as the chaser because that was old mania we know up until triple h won wrestlemania 2000 always the baby face goes over at mania yeah sure brett goes after sid's knee legally but a little bit heelish on brett's path here no no knee-ish <laughs> yes i like it uh lawler much of a scumbag is has a great line about Stu hart here He's so happy when Brett wins, he was ordering a geritol on rocks at the bar. <laughs> Which is really funny. Uh, Brett does the figure four around the, f- the the ring post. And JR go, you know, the spot that Brett always does. Love the spot. 
JR goes, by God, I've never seen that before. And I'm like, um, have you not been watching press matches? It's 97, <laughs> dude. He's not he seen it doing this in 92. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. I was saying he's not seen it up close and personal at ringside. Ah, uh, JR's well funny. He sells it so well by going, by God, I've never seen that. He really emphasizes it. But I think every fan at home who's a Brett fan was just going, uh, what? <laughs> I've seen it a few times. Uh, Sid drops the leg, brother, but Brett kicks. Oh. Sid drops the leg from Brett's rope, but Brett kicks, brother. <laughs> what you gonna do? Hulks up, does the finger point. <laughs> I love Brett shitting on Hogan, but smartly, you know? <laughs> Just another reason why I love Brett. Yeah, fucking A. Uh, you know how people say Ken Shamrock bought the tap into WWF? Yep. How did people quit before that? I give up. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, Austin breaks up the sharpshooter. So I was checking my notes. Uh, Brett break- oh, Austin breaks up the sharpshooter by... I would say tapping a steel chair onto Brett's head. Same thing as the the, the preceding powerbomb. It was the, thank you, Mr. Hart. Thank, thank, thank you. I'll just, uh, dink. Uh, Absolutely. Baby Earl completely misses it, but this is 97. Rules don't really matter. Sid powerbombs Brett for the one, two, three, and new in just under 12 minutes. The WF World Heavyweight Champion, Psycho Sid. Boo! We were Brett interestingly you mentioned the figure four spot and we'll get onto this in a second apparently so just scanning through some notes this was the first time this had appeared on tv so i think it's been on pay-per-views but i think it's the first time it's been on free to air television brett would always save this for the pay-per-views not the, the standard matches what sharpshire no no sorry the uh the figure four around the ring post oh okay fair enough but yeah, i mean the sharpshooter so yeah, yeah this uh this finish the sharpshooter, Austin dinks him with a chair because the referee is distracted uh-huh. of all the carnage because Austin comes out. The gentlest powerbomb, the one, two, three. And then, well, we're left with like Brett and Austin. Sid, rightly so, gets to celebrate with his belt. And out comes his main event at main year opponent who did fuck all to earn it other than lose last night. <laughs> no, the as taker comes out. Sid, uh, sorry, as Taker comes out, Sid's standing in the ring. Brett is nowhere to be seen. No, he's gone. Best worker ever. Under the, uh, he threw the blanket, magic, <laughs> and ran away. <laughs> I'm gone. But you know how I'm always complaining about people taking applause when they've lost matches and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you Brett's lost, you should out. be devastated. Yeah, but the moment Brett's lost, he's done. He's not the focus anymore. It's it's Sid's the world champion, and we've got a story to tell with Taker. What an amazing human being and what a piece of shit Shawn Michaels is in comparison. But also, Brett's not into this at the moment, so he's probably like, get out, get in the car, go home. Fucking A. Huge pop for Taker. And he gets in the ring in about two seconds because we're about to end TV time. <laughs> but that's that's how we know he got back to when Sid was all live because Undertaker got in so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I Dude. mean, the visual's go good. Two big lads yeah. going at it for Mania. A well-known, established name of The Undertaker versus a less established but scary-looking dude to sit as the champion. You've got the heel champion, the face chasing. Well, you say the heel champion. He tries to get people to cheer for him all the time. Yeah, shit heel. <laughs> <laughs> 
every time Sid makes his entrance, gets a big face pop. And he's like, yeah, cheer for me, Sid, Sid, Sid. <laughs> like, no, Sid, you're a heel. What are you but doing? We've, we're now in, so obviously when we're looking at Austin and Brett, we're now going to start looking that we're into like late February, since early January, so we've got two months, and all that's happened is Austin has been an absolute fly in Brett's ear for this yeah, whole sure. thing. And like you said again at the start, and we reiterate, it's that constant storytelling. Brett and Austin hit, I think, maybe two other people in the whole of that rumble. They just wrestled each other for half an hour, 40 minutes, however long they're in there. So from brett's standpoint it's like thank fuck someone who i can actually work with someone who respects me someone who will listen and someone who will learn but i think the big takeaway as we've touched on from this episode and again it's the reason why we added it back to the schedule because it wasn't going to originally be in on the run sure four days Mm -hmm. michael's retired four days ago to then already have his return teased he doesn't need surgery he's good to go fuck me poor brett yeah i'm happy we added this show in because again the assumption was that sean would be away for quite a long time and that we'd get this build and we all know kind of you know wrestlemania 13 is a thrown together card but certain people definitely make the best of a bad situation and certain people don't necessarily make the best of this situation um but we know sean isn't around or whatever well he's not wrestling at least um, and so, yeah, we weren't going to do this show at all, but I'm absolutely chuffed the bits that we did. There's some really funny shit on it. And um, yeah, this is so important to see what Brett was. It, it's, it's, it's like um, a representation of Brett's personality and what he's willing to do for the business at this point. And he's willing to give everything because Vince has always said to him, like, you know, you're my guy, Brett. You're my yeah. guy. And he's certainly being paid for the privilege as well at this point. Yeah, definitely. I guess we should throw in. But the fact is that he's got his favours to be returned at Mania 13 from Sean. He made Sean a star in the Iron Man match. 12 months, he's got to eat shit. I know, obviously, Brett disappears for a period of time after that match and comes back. Mm-hmm. And obviously, comes back straight away, all guns blazing for, for Shawn Michaels. But it's just it's the shadiness of the situation. And as we've said many times before, Vince McMahon's involvement in this whole mucky situation. And now it also then starts going through the, the question that, you know, we always raise a lot of the time and I know you're pretty much set on it. And I sort of, you could toss a coin for which day of the week it is. And I, I fear whether or not the screw job was plat shoot or work, but how much Vince medals, in this time period you Mm. look at what the plan is like well you did all this stuff for sean and his knee injury what are you going to do for me i'm going to make it look like you walked out brett i'm going to make you a bigger star and when you come back when the business is booming pow you're going to be number one yeah this goes on to the conversation of whether vince was a good leader a good boss a good however you want to put it um, because I think a great leader could sort this out and make this work. And the next year would be fun, entertaining, good wrestling, but also he's kind of panicking and it's deliberately creating these real life situations, which are bleeding onto his TV show. 
to try and create that controversy, to try and, you know, make a fuss, get some eyes on the product and stuff like that. It's very interesting about what's kayfabe, what's real, what's story, the terminology you want to use. But uh, I think we've got a long way to go, really, before we can make definitive decisions about this, because 97 is a lot more shooty, let's put it that way. But 30 bucks a call to the superstar line, that's when yeah. they realize the reality <laughs> is what gets the money in. And in, so, in all seriousness, it's probably a case of that superstar line ignoring the, the money. They probably got so many calls into it that started yeah. fans going, fuck, this is the inside, this is the inside track. I'm on the inside of the business. That why Vince went from there and on the subject of is he a good leader no of course he's not because he's got independent contractors couldn't give a shit about any of them other than Shawn michaels well we will see so this is raw february the 17th of uh february, february the 17th of february <laughs> february <laughs> We now have for the next month the ECW invasion, which I'm sure you could pop onto YouTube and find some interesting clips, or whatever. Go to the network, go have a watch because it's really, really silly and really fun. Tax hates it, but you know, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> uh, but then we're going to jump next week to March the 17th, 1997, Raw, which will feature Sean returning to Raw. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and Brett will be there. Nice. What did it's you been think good to show? be back doing this. I love yeah, you, sure, Jen. Man. I love podcasting. I know it's been a sort of almost a two-month break. We didn't lose a smile. We just had real-life shit, illness, holidays, all getting the way. But, you know, if you have stuck with us Fucking and my you wife. subscribed to us, <laughs> so thank you for thank you for sitting there. And if you are lonely, just tweet us at World of Rest Pod. Yeah, um, fucking this is a new people- gimmick. Hello, if you're lonely, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're here lonely with you in our pitiful lives in our cold homes. Fucking um, A. No one can afford heating anymore or electricity, so but this podcast, to the podcast is free, so enjoy it. <laughs> um, where can people find you and your work on the interwebs? You can find me at Fanboy Rich on your Twitter. Um, well, obviously, I work for WrestleTalk and Parts Fun Known and all that fun stuff. We're going to be doing our Clash of the Castle watch along next week. So I'm really looking forward to meeting some people if you listen to this podcast and you also happen to be coming to that event. Come up to me and say something outlandishly aggressive because that would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now going to come up wearing a mask and punch you in the face. <laughs> Don't do something outlandishly aggressive. In a lucha aggressive. mask. You're like, who's punched Rich? Oh, it's yeah, his sure. dickhead friend. <laughs> see the thing i'm really looking forward to is that there's going to be a room with 200 people who are wrestle talk fans and stuff who probably have an idea i exist because i'm mentioned occasionally on pods and things but i don't think anyone has a fucking clue what i look like so i'm really looking forward to anonymously walking around being like haha <laughs> can't wait Just, to see your twitter followers suddenly explode and you get a blue verified tick and you're gonna become too big league to do this podcast i don't i think only one or two of us in the whole company have got blue ticks. I think it's like maybe Ollie and Andy. And Louis Dangor used to. Yeah, because he's a writer for the... Well, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He does writing. Just in case so. people like copy and represent his work somewhere else where he copies his aggregation work and his hot takes on football. Yeah, shit opinions of football. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm quite looking forward to Clash of the Castle. Not Triple H is in charge, I'm going to be honest. Looks, looks like fun. Yeah, not st- still not worth paying 300 quid a ticket for, but I'm going to watch Fuck it on, no. on, at home in my uh, the comfort of my own home. Because, you know, 
I heard that you were doing a watch along and I thought, oh, there'll be lots of people there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only going because I'm getting paid. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job to go along. It's great. I get paid to do this stupid shit. It's, yeah, I'm going to be running the stream that night, so I will be very, like, working. But, um, yeah, genuinely, if anyone listens to this pod and is actually coming to that, come say hello because it would be nice to meet, you know, other lonely people. <laughs> yeah and they'll basically come to you go thank god you're here and that other prick doesn't work for us to talk he's an absolute cunt i'm really glad he's not there (laughs) (laughs) i'll be having a lovely time i'll make sure i send you some long lengthy voice note or something just to annoy you like i used to do with uh, all my bandmates anyway um uh yeah we need to rate this show i guess we do that don't we how would you many cornflakes would you give this show Um, it's weird isn't it it's a two cornflake show for the actual action. Mm. It's three for the storyline progression. So, we'll, but you know, from from a standalone episode of Raw, two cornflakes, nothing to watch that's great other than the ragdoll visual of China on Marlena. Yeah, it's getting fun. There's there's stuff I really like here. Do you know why? I just I'm start this this. I really, really, really liked this new gen run. This doesn't feel like new gen anymore. This feels like Attitude Era, but not just tits and dick jokes. There's some content here and it's messy and it's controversial at times and stupid at times, but I'm having a lovely time. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's I think it's a three for me. Let's hope it carries on this way till we get all the way to the screw job. I mean it had Owen Hart and Scorpio. <laughs> Flash Punk. He's really into social equality. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. It's lovely to be back, man. It's so much fun. You were on fire for most of this pod, dude. It was really entertaining. Do my best. <laughs> All right. See you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. wrestlers will perform for you tonight and that's why i kicked your leg out of your leg we're tough we can take it baby you gotta penetrate in the back in the back baby oh i can see what you talk wait just a minute and i don't pose too well for uh girly books